Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about your annual checklist. What I can't believe, you, honestly, people give me feedback, Andrew, what? that oh, he's, it sounds like he's never listening in the <laughs> intro. Hi, I'm Ian McKnight. Yeah, there was, big, there was a big pause on that one. That was purely because I was reading something, Edward. Oh, is that right? Well, today on the show, we're talking about your annual checklist. What do you need to do every year for your investment property? I actually had a message recently from a listener of the show who said, hey, we've been coming to the end of our first year owning our very first investment property. What should we be thinking about? So we've got some things that you really should be doing every year for your investment property. What's number one, Andrew? Number one's reviewing your rent. So rents over the last 12 months have gone up quite a bit. So in Auckland, you're up 11% over the last 12 months. And in Canterbury, it's almost 10%. Wellington, which I'd heard was relatively flat, it's actually gone up over 8%. So there's probably room for an increase in your rent, and you've got the ability to increase your rent once every 12 months. So when we're modelling out what your cash flow might look like on a property, we're using a long-term average of 4.7%. So it's really important that you take the opportunity on those annual reviews to make sure you are increasing where possible to keep in line with the market. And I remember actually just last week I got called by Diana Clement, who's a reporter for One Roof, and we were talking about rent increases. And I said to her, one of the reasons why we harp on about making sure you do this as you're able to is because obviously landlords are looking to get a return on their investment, but there's plenty of years where you don't get the opportunity to increase it because the market hasn't gone up and you've got to be fair and reasonable with your market increases. And so if you leave it and you think, oh, these tenants have been great for this year, and then let's say next year you get another 10% increase, all of a sudden your tenants are going to be whacked with a 20% increase in the future potentially. And that hurts a lot more than just having slow and steady increases. So look, in terms of importance, this is really high. And the person that you talk to about this is your property manager, because You need to be making sure that you are in line with the market. You don't want to overshoot the market and say, oh, well, Auckland's up 11%, so I'll just increase my rent by 70 bucks a week. No, it might not work like that. That might be the overall market, but the properties in in your location have only gone up 50 bucks, so you need to be increasing no more than that. The second thing that you've got to do, importance on this is very high as well, is getting your taxes sorted. So usually your financial year runs to the end of March. So depending on when you bought it, that may have actually already passed. So sometimes your accountant does need a, a wee push just to say, hey, look, where are we up to with our tax years? What do we need to file? And then you're going to gather it all up, send all your expenses through to them. They'll pull together all your statements and make sure you've sent off to them your chattel valuation. But getting that done is pretty important. So you've got to talk to your property accountant for that. I know I've had messages from some of you guys listening to the show before who say, hey, my accountant hasn't contacted me for these statements. What should I do? The answer is get in contact with them. Give them that wee push. Don't message me about that, even though <laughs> even though I like to hear, hear from you. But I'm not the one who's going to be doing your accounting statements, said with love. So it's a very good idea to get in contact with them. Give them the push that they need so that you're able to get that sort of but importance on that is very, very high. You don't want to call a couple of years later from the IRD chasing oh. up five years of tax returns. Number three is reviewing your interest rate. Now, lots of investors at the moment have got their interest rate fixed for one year. So it could well be that you're coming up for renewal on your interest rate. And if you are, you need to look at getting a new fixed rate, assuming that you can hold that property again for another year or or longer. 
You don't want to be switching over to floating, which is what will happen by default if you don't notify the bank, because that typically will be more expensive than fixing. Now, your broker or your bank should be in touch with you leading up to this anyway. But again, you don't want to rely on someone else for your success. You want to take charge of it. So make sure you put it in your diary and maybe put a you know month reminder in there so that you are taking charge of that if the bank email doesn't get through to you or the broker email doesn't get through to you for some reason. Now, who do you talk to in this instance? Well, your mortgage broker is probably the best bet. The bank may be a second importance moderate because you might not be fixed for one year. You might be fixed for three years and so you don't have to worry about it for another yeah, two. So you don't have to do that all of the time. Now the next one is reviewing your property portfolio. That's number four. And this is where I think you should be looking at your plan. So we are big believers on this podcast, on this show, that every investor should have a written plan about how they're investing in property, what their goals are, whether they're on track to achieve them, what they need to do. And you might be like Brett and Jeanette, who was just on our most recent case study Sunday, where they actually just made their own. They took you know, what we said in chapter eight of our book, Wealth Plan, and wrote it down, created their own plan. Or if you're working with us here at Opus Partners, you get one as part of that process. But then I think as part of reviewing that plan, you could do it by yourself. But if you're working with a financial advisor, you should get an annual review anyway. Like if you're working with any financial advisor, they legally have to offer you a review every single year. So you might take them up on that. I'd kind of, again, say that it's not as important as your tax statements and increasing your rent, but it's kind of on the moderate scale. And then similarly, you might talk to your mortgage advisor and say, hey, do I have the ability to go again? Do I have the ability to purchase another investment property? See if you can afford it. Again, probably more of that moderate importance. And then you can see, hey, are you ready to grow your property portfolio? But I think the annual review with your financial advisor, if you have one, is one that most people miss. And Andrew, I know that you've been reviewing people's portfolios a lot recently. And one thing you talk about a lot are the expenses. So what expenses can investors usually trim if they're looking at their cash flows? Yeah, I'm big at looking at cash flow at the moment because I know that people are hurting with it. So Again, it might be restructuring some debt. So one of my investors that I work with has a whole bunch of cash sitting in the bank and then a whole bunch of debt. So I recommended they go talk to their mortgage broker about putting that on revolving credit or offset so that they could get some interest savings there. Similarly, making sure people are on interest only rather than principal and interest, making sure they're on the best interest rate for their situation. Sometimes unusual costs come out as well. So a guy I saw a couple of weeks ago had quite a lot going out in insurance. So he went to see an insurance broker, a contact of mine, managed to shave a 10000 a year off his portfolio, which was over a number of properties. So that's straight in his back pocket now. Another one that I saw the other day, which was an interesting one, but also maybe just reminded me of the fact that this can be a little bit of a sticking point for people was body corporate fees felt unusually high for me. So I actually, for that investor, sat in on the AGM the other day and went through the budget to actually have a look at where that money was going and made some recommendations in terms of making sure that the body corporate had sufficient money, but not over the top amounts of money for you know things like long-term maintenance. You love to meddle in people's portfolios. Oh, know. hey, they thank me. They, unlike you, some people actually appreciate my time, Edward Christian McKnight. Okay, so if you don't review your portfolio with an advisor, what else can you do? Do some sense checks on the properties that you've got. So get a sense of the value. So go to homes.co.nz or OneRoof and see 
how your property is going compared to your expectations and your plan. And again, don't get too caught up on the one-year growth. It might be a loss over the last 12 months because the market hasn't been that great. But again, just kind of get a sense check. Don't go selling things immediately because your value's gone down because, you know, as we've covered on the previous episodes, that can happen in the first one year. Couldn't happen in the second year. Can happen in the third year. You've got to be thinking long-term. But then also start to think about, you know, am I getting the best return, particularly on some of those older properties that you've bought, as in the properties you've owned for a number of years. I see a lot, again, of investors that have held on to properties and they've gone up in values drastically, but the rents don't really warrant that being a good investment. And, and you know, with increased tax at the moment might not be the right thing to carry on for the next stage of your journey. So I think this is of lower importance, but it's important to kind of at least be doing this once every couple of years. I think once a year is sensible. And then number five is reviewing any body corporal residence association minutes. Now look, before you all moan and groan and tell me, oh, that's boring again, I'm going to say this is lower importance, but lots of investors like to see what's going on with the, the external building of their apartment or the land, just see what's going on, see what expenses are coming up. Maybe if there are cash flow concerns like Andrew brought up. Now, you could usually get these from your emails. They've probably been sent to you, but otherwise your property manager might have them. Again, I think that the, the number of people listening to the show who are realistically going to go home tonight and read their body court minutes is probably very low. And that's why I've said, you know what, I'm not going to hit you over the head with it. But there is one thing that I think is actually of very high importance. It's number six on our list, which is... Check with your partner. See how they're feeling about the whole thing. Because often we find that um, there'll be one driving force in the relationship when it comes to property investment. Now, if you've dragged your wife or your husband along for this journey, in the last 12 months, all they've seen is money going out and, and no real growth. You still want to make sure that you're both on the same page because that's going to lead to a successful investment both now and in the future. And I often think that your partner is your most important relationship in property investment because if you want to grow your portfolio, you're going to need both of you on board. You're probably going to need both of your incomes. You're going to be using joint assets in order to purchase this. Now, a lot of people say, nah, my partner's not into it. <laughs> Everyone always says that. Just double check with them anyway because they probably are going to be thinking about it. So even if they're not into it, they will have an emotion about how the properties are going. Do they feel good about it? Do they not feel good about it? You know, if they felt okay about it a year ago, do they still feel okay about it now? You know, things change all the time in terms of how people are feeling about this. So just double check in with them. That is like the most important behavioral change most investors need to make in order to be more successful. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to come meet us in person, we're coming around the country, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. We're doing our Wealth Plan Tour at the end of October. We're about three weeks away now. And I know that there are already a couple of hundred of you guys coming in Auckland, Christchurch and Wellington. So if you want to come along, be one of them. Opuspartners.co.nz slash tickets. All the link is down in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed Knight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. We could be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 